Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So this is going to be episode 100, which is quite exciting, a nice milestone to hit. So if you do enjoy the podcast, please feel free to uh, subscribe. And if you're watching this on Apple or Spotify, uh, you've got the ability to leave a rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate anyone that does it. Consider we're at episode 100, let's show some support in that regard. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but yeah, thank you for everyone who has been following the podcast along, listened to an episode or supported it in any way, shape or form. I greatly appreciate you all. Uh, jumping into the episode of how to get the most out of each trip and in terms of why the episode. So basically, I'm a big believer of having quality over quantity. The reason being is what builds muscle isn't doing 20 sets or a such and such amount. It's loading and it's base, basically being able to stimulate a muscle maximally and train it to failure or close to failure so we should be trying to make the most of each set before adding it it makes sense like uh, having quality over quantity why add another set when you can make the most of the one you're already doing on paper it's going to lead to better progress in my opinion due to loading being able to be higher uh, because the more you do the more fatigued you are the less you can lift in the subsequent or sets after that as well as that if you can take your joint through a range of motion less times, arguably it's going to mean less wear and tear of your joints. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to basically express my thought process of how to get the most out of each movement when you are in the gym and making the most of your training so you can grow as much muscle as you possibly can if you've got a similar goal of me in that regard. Or you're just wanting to maybe not grow as much muscle as you can, but make the most of your sessions. So let's say if you're only training two times a week, three times a week, you're going to make the most of them instead of not getting the most of your of your time, getting the most bang for your buck, basically, from your training. So the first thing I'm going to touch on in terms of how to get the most out of each rep is range of motion. So uh, the range, range of motion, basically, when do you ever work through a larger range of motion and think it feels worse? Very rarely. The only time I'd advocate not working through a large range of motion is if it's painful or unless there's no tension on the muscle. So what I mean by this is, like, if we can work through a larger range of motion that's pain-free, it's most likely going to be better for muscle growth. And that's granted the weight stays on the target muscle, like I said. Like, we're going to have tension on the right muscle and at all times. And usually this will lead to more stimulus, a greater stretch, which can be beneficial as... Getting a good stretch is shown to be beneficial in terms of causing muscle growth. It is potentially shown in own some studies it is that we build muscle best in the middle and lengthened position. It's also when we're strongest, so it makes sense to visit that position. And also, it usually means less fatigue as if we're doing, let's say, deeper reps, we're usually going to have to handle less weight, which isn't inherently a bad thing. What matters most is reaching failure or close to failure. Uh, and keeping the weight on the target muscle. So if you can do so with less weight, then arguably we're going to still be putting as much tension for the muscle, but not have as much fatigue from it. Because if we're lifting, let's say, let's say we're doing half reps on the leg press, we're lifting double the weight, we're going to be getting the fatigue from that, but not as much stimulus. So basically we've got higher stimulus to fatigue ratio when our range of motion is better, meaning we're going to get more from each rep with less fatigue on it, which will lead to better muscle growth. You can even try it just anecdotally without having to explain anything behind it. If you do a squat 
and you're, let's say, you're on a, a leg press or you're using a Smith machine, if you can get your hamstring to touch your calf, compared to, let's say, just going to parallel, I definitely, oh, I am very confident to say if your hamstring can touch your calf, granted, you don't have any pain doing so, that's going to feel a lot better on your quads than just doing half reps, basically. So, yeah, it'll usually lead to better stimulus and less fatigue if you use a full range of motion. And also, when you use less weight through to, due to working for a larger range of motion, it's usually easier to keep the weight on the target muscle. For example, if you're, let's say, trying to target your lat, but you're not doing a full range of motion, the overall load will be that heavy that it's hard to target your lat and keep the, keep the weight on it. And your lap is basically one of your muscles on your back. So as well as making sure you're using a large range of motion, something else you can do to make the most out of each rep is pausing movements. And pausing movements can basically help you get more out of them. And in terms of where to pause movements, basically where you feel like it's beneficial. Uh, so what I like to, the thought process I like to use when I'm pausing movements is where's the benefit of this exercise? For example, during a hamstring curl or a leg extension, the benefit of that movement is the top of the rep. Like, uh, or top of the rep on the leg extension, you could say the bottom on the hamstring curl. What I mean is when we're doing a leg extension, the benefit of it isn't when our leg's bent, it's being able to straighten our leg and still have tension there. So it makes sense when we're doing leg extensions to spend time with our leg straight where the benefit of that movement lies. Same with a hamstring curl. The benefit of a hamstring curl isn't at the top of our movement where legs straight, it's training the hamstring when your legs fully bent, when our hamstring is shortened. So it makes sense to spend time there. It's the only exercise where we can fully shorten our hamstring. So it makes sense spending time in that position. And uh, same applies to like pausing a leg press. Uh, when we pause a leg press, we like if leg press, the benefit of leg press is being able to load our quads at the bottom of the movement in that middle, maybe even the lengthened position, depending on how deep you can go and your mobility, etc., and what leg press you're using. So it doesn't make sense pausing at the top where there's little tension and little benefit. It's like uh, a good analogy is it's like going on holiday uh, to a sunny country and not going in the sun. The reason you're going on holiday is probably to get the sun. So it makes sense if you're all going on holiday, go in the sun. Uh, <laughs> bit far-fetched, but hope you get the drift. If you're doing a movement, where's the benefit? pause where the benefit lies of a movement. In terms of triceps, let's say you're doing an overhead extension. The benefit of doing an overhead movement for the triceps is it stretches it. So it makes sense to pause there because we're pausing in that stretch position where the benefit lies. And in terms of like other movements, let's say we're doing a normal tricep extension, during let's say a dip, a chest press, we don't really load our arm much when our arm's straight. We don't load our tricep much when our arm's straight. So it makes sense pausing in the contraction when our arm is straight. But again, the caveat to this is if there's tension on the muscle, same with range of motion, it doesn't make sense like squeezing your chest at the top of a dumbbell press because there's no tension on our chest. Uh, and we obviously want load on our chest or load on whatever muscle we're trying to bias in order to grow it. If there's no load on there, we're most likely not going to get much from it. Uh, why? Because load is the main driver for muscle growth. And if we didn't need it, then we could just squeeze our chest all the time without any weight and grow tons of muscle doing so. So next up, in terms of how to get the most out of each rep, is control. So our muscle should be moving the load at all times, not acceleration. 
and this will look different on different exercises. Uh, so ideally, we want to have basically at all times our muscles should be doing the work, nothing else. And in terms of let's say a lateral raise, so when we think about a lateral raise, we are really it's really hard at the top, really easy at the bottom. So in that case, I don't think it's a problem being quite explosive at the top because what you won't prob what you won't achieve is you won't be able to fly the weight up at the top, and then it, like it, due to the exercise getting hard as you drive up, that itself will slow the dumbbell down. So it's okay to accelerate from the bottom, there uh, because when you do like a lateral raise, you don't like throw it and then it doesn't get too far that you're trying to catch it at the top. It doesn't work like that. When you drive it up, you need to drive it up throughout the full range due to being really difficult at the top half as well. So. There you can still, you'll still be using your side delt throughout the full range, even if you explode it from the bottom. Uh, granted, you're doing so with good form to target your side delt, of course. Whereas like a hamstring curl or leg extension, depending on what the machine is, what rep range you're doing, etc. Sometimes you can explode out the bottom when your leg's bent, like on a leg extension, or explode when your leg's straight on a hamstring curl, and not really control it when you're pausing it when your leg's bent on the hamstring curl or when your leg's straight on the leg extension. So basically make sure what is moving, basically to put it simple, make sure what is finishing and or getting the weight to move is your muscle that you're trying to work. At no point should the weight just be flying through space without your muscle taking it there. We want our muscle to be controlling it at each point of the rep, especially like a hamstring curl because the role of our hamstring curl, or the benefit of it, like I said, is being able to load our hamstring when it's fully bent. So it doesn't make sense to fly it out the position when our legs are straight. It makes sense for our hamstrings to do the work. We're trying to work our hamstrings, so our hamstrings should be doing the work. Simple as that, if that makes sense. Also, you want to make sure that uh, you're controlling loading phase. A good example why, again, you don't, I don't need to throw up a study to really give good reason to do it it's half the rep why wouldn't you control half the rep and uh and what other circumstance in life is only doing half the work going to lead to more results it's probably not it's going to mean we're loading that target muscle for a longer period of time when we control the loading phase also means it's most likely going to keep weight on the target muscle easier what i mean by that is if you're trying to do let's say a lat pull down or a bicep curl or uh, like a roll trying to target your lat or any other movement it's hard to keep the weight on the target muscle if you've got no control on the way down because you'll basically have to catch it with the target muscle that doesn't sound easy does it whereas if you keep the weight on the muscle and slowly lowering it you can make sure your muscle is stretching your muscle is lowering the weight and not other muscles because you can feel it you can feel when the muscle is being loaded if that makes sense and in terms of bracing Bracing is something else you can do to get the most out of your set. So bracing is basic, basically when we uh, create intra-abdominal pressure, when we take a big breath in during reps through our nose or through our mouth and hold it throughout a portion of the lift, which is hardest, where you should usually do it. And when we're bracing, we don't just want to like breathe out and push our belly button out as far as possible. We want to create air and hold it like almost we're going to get punched or we're going to get hit by a truck. Think about what you'd do. You'd want your core to be as tight as possible and you told that you told that breath in your belly uh yeah so basically the reason we want to brace is it creates more tightness stability 
and as a result helps produce more force because the more stable we are the more force we can produce so that's called creating external stability being stable in an external environment which is quite a good topic to do a podcast on which i'll probably look to do actually i just thought of that there Uh, but basically we want to create stability which will help us produce more force so that will allow us to produce ourselves closer to failure and get more reps a good reason why we want to be stable and it's very important is if we're doing let's say a, a squat on a smith machine or we're doing a squat with a barbell on a bosu ball we're standing on one of those half half a yoga balls on one of those yeah on that plastic bit that's on the ball if that makes sense or let's say you're standing on a, a basketball or football in each foot or you're standing on a really wobbly surface of some sort you're probably not going to be able to lift as much which means your your muscles not going to be doing as much work we're not going to be putting as much tension for the target muscle so it basically allows you to push your sets closer to failure and get more reps by bracing and in terms of where to brace we usually want to brace when the rep is the hardest and what i mean by this is if let's say we're doing a let's say we're doing a squat we don't need to brace at the top because all our joints are stacked basically there's not a lot of tension on anything at the top of the squat see if i told you right you need to maintain the position for as long as possible on a squat what's going what are you going to be able to maintain longer the top of a squat where the bars on our back and we're just standing with it all our joints are stacked the bars over our middle of our foot and right in line with our joints or let's say the bottom of a squat where you're sitting in the hole you're not sitting so low that there's no tension on anything that you're just like you're just holding that position think about if you're actively holding let's say 90 degrees or your upper leg is parallel your femur in other words is parallel imagine trying to hold that position like you're doing a wall sit but with a bar on your back how long are you going to be able to hold that position for not very long at all so that basically tells us that's the hardest point of the rep at that bottom position obviously uh, there's there's a better way to work out uh, which point of the rep's hardest besides what position can you hold to a barbell on your back for the longest that's not most likely not the most efficient way to find out but what i'm basically trying to say is when we're at the bottom of squat that's the hardest so that's where we should probably brace with a leg press it's the same we don't need a big brace at the top we don't need to go and hold our breath and drive through the last tiny portion of the rep when our legs nearly straight because that's quite easy we need that at the bottom position where our knees are as close to our chest as possible same applies with let's say a barbell bench press we don't need to brace at the top or we don't need a big breath in at the very top we need that at the bottom if we're applying that to a deadlift same applies we need the brace at the bottom uh, so think about an exercise where's it hard that's where we should usually be bracing and the other point of the reps usually where we should be getting a breath of air in and trying to like recuperate for the next rep if that makes sense and that will basically mean we'll we won't gas out because if we brace for the whole rep your blood pressure can get high you might give yourself a headache you might find that your brace gets tired because bracing basically when we brace we are using muscles our muscles brace for us when we brace it's not just uh, like something's happening we're bracing our musculature so just like any other musculature in our body our our abdominals will fatigue our ability to brace will worsen the more we hold it for just like how you hold the plank you'll get more tired as the plank goes on when we brace we will get tired as the brace goes on 
So in order to make sure you've got a good brace and a really strong brace that will help, we don't want to do so throughout the full set. We want to be able to let go of that brace and recuperate, get our breath in so we don't gas out and then brace again. So you hope that makes sense in regards to bracing. But yeah, that helps massively in terms of getting the most out of each rep. Uh, so brace when the rep is difficult. Brace when you need it most, not just throughout the whole rep. And next up is standardized form. So when you are performing a set, all the above should stay the same. So everything I've just spoke about should remain the same. So I'm not saying you need to pause your reps, but if you're not pausing your reps, don't pause any of them. Or if you are pausing your reps, pause all of them. And what I mean by that is your reps should look the same. You should mean they should be standardized from start to finish because if your form changes throughout your sets, if your form changes each set you do, how can you track progression effectively? You can't. Uh, and the reason why that's important is if you're logging your lift so you ensure you're progressing, then you don't know if you're actually progressing or if it is just a case of you making the exercise easier. So ideally, when we're in the gym, we don't want to look like a deer in the headlights when we're getting close to failure. We ideally want our form to stay immaculate, as good as it possibly can be, especially at the end. The reason why we want it to happen at the end is because that's when the most effective reps are, the most stimulative reps are, and when injury is the highest. So basically, if let's say we're doing a squat, let's say we're loading for three seconds, and we're driving up, we're bracing towards the bottom, we're maintaining like good form, our hips and our chest is rising at the exact same time, then at the end of the set, ideally it should look the exact same as that. We want our first rep to look like that last. We should make ideally our first rep look easy, if that makes sense. And this is something that's that can be hard to do, that takes time to master. Because when you're training really hard, it's hard to train really hard and focus on maintaining form throughout your set. So what I'd say is to make sure you can do so effectively, make sure your warm-ups are, are, are like, are when you practice your form, basically. Make sure your warm-ups is when you drill your technique. Just like during any other sport, like football or basketball, take anything else, you have, let's say, your fitness training and then you have technique practice when you are training in the gym, lifting weights, it should be the same. Your warm-ups are a time to get some blood in the muscle, make sure you're nice and safe, and also it's a time for technique practice, focusing on the set and not just focusing on getting all psyched up and training as hard as you can. So make sure you're using that as time to practice your technique and make sure it's nailed. And that will basically mean when you go to your hard sets, when you are needing to try really hard, your technique will not break down as much. You'll be used to pausing it, etc. It will be drilled. It will be almost second nature. It will be like brushing your teeth. Whereas if you don't practice it at all and you just wing it and aren't used to the movement at all, then it's going to be hard to maintain good form while you are like training to failure or training close to failure. Uh, because yeah, it's hard to do both. When we're doing a final rep of like a squat, a hack squat, a leg extension, our body's telling us to do the exact opposite. Our body doesn't want to train to failure. Our body, body doesn't want the stress on one target muscle. Like when we're doing leg extension, your body is basically wanting the exact opposite. It's really inefficient for your body to use one muscle. So 
your body will try and use other muscle groups. The same will apply to other exercises. So it takes skill to keep the load on the one target muscle throughout a set. So yeah, make sure when you are training, you're not just focusing on training hard, you're focusing on training with good form. And that's where progress truly lies, is doing both training with good form and also training hard. It's not one or the other we need throughout the sets. So in terms of a quick recap of the episode, so uh, the reason why I also created this episode is because see if I tell you how to how to do a perfect squat or what form looks like during a squat or what it should be like, that doesn't give you the ability to decide or the, the awareness and knowledge of how to do every other movement correctly. Whereas if I tell you how to do a squat correctly, or sorry, if I tell you what principles to apply to all your sets, you can then think, instead of me telling you how to do a, a bench press, I you can then go, right, range of motion. How much range of motion should I use? And you can be have the awareness of that yourself. You can be like, right, where should I pause the rep? Where it's hard. And then you can work out where it's hard, then pause it. Same with the control and bracing. You know when to brace, you brace when the rep's hard. So instead of me telling you where to brace on an exercise, me giving you these fundamentals of how to get the most out of each rep, it can mean you can go away with your training, you can know how to do so without me having to go over every single exercise. You've now got the awareness to make gym decisions effectively, which is really important, being able to have the knowledge to make gym decisions effectively. Because if every time you learn, you just learn how to, let's say, you, you just learn how to do each exercise without context, then as soon as you do a different exercise, your knowledge is out the window because it doesn't transfer over. Whereas if you know how to get the most out of each rep and the uh, fundamentals behind it, then it will help more, if that makes sense. So, yeah, quick recap. In terms of how to get the most out of each rep, use a large range of motion, as large a range of motion as you can with tension on the muscle. That is pain free. Next up, pause your reps when you see the need to. Ideally, if there's a benefit of this exercise, think where does the benefit lie? Pause where the benefit lies of a movement. And if you've got pain, that can be a way to reduce load and make sure you're not accelerating as much, which can harm your joints. And also make sure you're getting the most out of each rep and you're definitely controlling the change of direction with the muscle. Next up, make sure your muscles moving the weight at all times, not acceleration, but that will look different in every single exercise. Next up, brace. Brace when it's hardest, as that's when you'll need the air the most. Like at the bottom of a deadlift, that's when it's hardest to maintain a neutral spine. So that's where we should definitely have our brace. Same with the bottom of a squat or a bench press or a leg press, etc. Next up, use standardized form, which means make your form look the same, meaning the same tempo, the same control, your arm path be the same from rep one to the last rep. And that will mean you can actually track progressions easily. You'll stay injury free and you'll get the most out of each set and stimulate the target muscle effectively. So hope you've enjoyed the episode and hope everyone has a great day. Like I said, we'd greatly appreciate all support in the podcast, so if you did like it, like, subscribe, leave a rating and review on Spotify and iTunes. It doesn't take long at all, and it will go a long way. Thank you very much, guys.